enjoy today, and it is not hard when we are here with my friend, Shauna Tatum. She is an incredible nutritionist that has been part of my journey of authenticity. We just met recently, but I feel like our souls are connecting on such a different level. So yes, welcome, ma'am. Thank Shauna. you. It's an honor to be here today. Thank you. So she um, is a registered dietitian and nutritionist, and she has a lot of accolades that I can read to you, which I will read later. But I want to tell you that it's not just about most of the time we think diet and we think, okay, I got to lose weight. And your approach is so much more encompassing than that. It's really about a way of life. And mm -hmm. what I have found so inspiring is that you are making eating an enjoyable journey that I feel like I can incorporate for a lifetime and not giving me antidotes for quick weight loss. And I think that's what the first biggest misnomer about nutrition. Right. Well, you're a good student, and I appreciate that. <laughs> you make it easier. But nutrition is so much more than just calories in, calories out. You know, people who are looking for weight loss oftentimes are trying to really restrict calories and are paying not much attention to how much protein or how much fat or how much carbohydrates they're eating. Really, the bigger story there is what a, what is food? You know, food, we have so many ideas about what it is. It's culture. It's tradition. You know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and holidays. It's coming together over a meal, which is also something that's been different during COVID is, you know, us not sharing meals together as much. But if we break that apart and, mm -hmm. and know still that those traditions and those things have meaning for us, but if you really get down to what food is, it's, it's chemistry. It's really just information that is directing the cells in our body to do all those marvelous reactions that they do that, that make you this beautiful woman that you are sitting here today. It makes our cell membranes. It makes the nerves that conduct messages throughout the body. It makes our sex hormones. It creates just all this dynamic repair and regeneration. And without food, you know, we're not living. So when we think more about weight loss, I do try to teach my patients to understand what is at the end of your fork is, is directing all of that amazing chemistry. It's, it's not just, oh, this tastes good, which is a part of it, and mm -hmm. we do want to enjoy our food, but it's really more basic in that we're learning about what those molecules are going to do for us. Is it really going to move us toward vibrancy, or is it going to push us toward chronic disease, which you know in America now we're somewhere around 66% of the population that is either pre-diabetic or diabetic, and that is kind of a gateway disease to chronic kidney disease, stroke risk, cardiovascular disease, things that we don't want to have going on in the body. And the main thing that I've taken away from my journey at Sydenham Clinic that I never 
really digested <laughs> before was um, that it's not any one thing. My husband Rob likes to say that you can't work out you can't um, work out enough to control what you eat or but there's there's that saying too and we're having Tony Talamini on next week and oh, he's a great. big part of it great. because I feel like we've had Dr. Rice we've had Anchel with the idea of longevity with right. blue zones and then we've talked to Dr. Rice about the um, the actual body and what we have deficiencies in and then you come in and you look at um, I have low thyroid I'm low on D um, I have low testosterone, and there's some things that you can medically do, but there's also some things that we can do with our diets. Mm -hmm. But it has to be in conjunction with sleep as mm -hmm. one of the most important things. Right. And I've been talking about this aura ring. Yes, I think I need to start selling aura rings in my store. <laughs> shop? Yep. We should because it's like a piece of jewelry that makes you beautiful on the inside because mm -hmm. you understand mm -hmm. so tell a little bit about these factors sure, movement sure, sure. diet sleep yeah it's really the uh, functional medicine approach okay. and that's one of the things that I, I really enjoy about working with Tony is he has a functional approach to movement and there's a lot of um, intersection uh, mm -hmm. uh, and concept about the ways that we approach the human body. But in functional medicine, we are looking really at a whole systems biology approach. So for example, with your hormones, mm -hmm. while yes, there are maybe a few things that are imbalanced that we're regulating with some hormone replacement therapy, mm -hmm. we also want to be considering, okay, what kind of cardiovascular effects are you going to be having with that? What also about your bone health? Because we know for women, when mm -hmm. estrogen drops, the risk of osteoporosis increases. So we're going to be considering that. And also your brain health. What kind of cognitive changes do we need to really be looking for and, and supplying those uh, nutrients in the diet so that as we start to balance your hormones, that those become um, less of a factor in your future of being imbalanced. So when we're looking at all of the body, all of these great body systems, they work together. Uh, we can approach that through the testing, like you talked about mm -hmm. with Dr. Rice, the genetic testing, the micronutrient testing, and then the aura ring. That That's another great tool that empowers you because as you know, um, I could sit here and give you all kinds of nutrition recommendations, but you're the one who's going to have that behavior change. You're the one that's really going to put those things into practice. And I think tools like this, any kind of data tracking, can really be useful for patients. Even our laboratory reports can be useful for you to see that on paper that shows, wow, my blood sugar really is out of control. And I... I see what you mean about having more protein and healthy monounsaturated fats so that I'm not leaning towards a diet high in refined carbohydrates. So with regards to nutrition, that's mm -hmm. one of the kind of pillars. Mm -hmm. But at the clinic, we also talk about sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be so important for just for detoxification because we're seeing in research that even um, recently, there's something called the glymphatic system in the brain that works its best at night while we're asleep. And that's where it's removing toxins. It's kind of doing the clean out 
Well, we all want a clean, healthy, functioning brain. That's just one of the many, many reasons to get good sleep. But when you can see the data on the ring, see that you're getting the hours of sleep, that you're getting the um, that you're getting to sleep quickly, that you're going through the phases of sleep, um, and even seeing sometimes your readiness score the next day, so it kind of helps you see how you need to approach the day. That kind of data can really go a long way. So that sleep is super important. There's a great book by Dr. Matthew Walker. I don't know if any of your listeners are familiar with him, but it is a great read to to know about, to better understand all the benefits of sleep. Um, So sleep is one, along Mm -hmm. with diet. These are kind of like if you imagine the tree, Mm -hmm. um, a a beautiful tree of your health, and you have all these tap roots, Mm -hmm. um, sleep and nutrition as well as physical movement you know Mm -hmm. that every day we're moving our body in some way and it doesn't have to be um you know an ultra marathon we were talking about uh, that Mm -hmm. earlier today but some it can be these smaller bursts of activity Mm -hmm. throughout the day walking the stairs you know that old suggestion about park far away in the parking lot so you're walking it really is just constantly moving your body because um, unlike our circulatory system, our lymph system, which is part of the immune system to help clean out, it requires movement. You know, they're, they're all, it's all this system that, that works with the muscles in the body. So when we're moving our muscles, we're activating our lymph system. And it's part of the reason that exercise is so important for us. So exercise plays a big role. And, and the clinic, you know, we talk a lot about longevity. Mm-hmm. And, and I know Dr. Rice talked about the blue zones last time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, physical activity is, is one of the things in each of those five areas where they saw this long health span, that physical activity was a big part of that. So making sure we find the right kind of physical activity for us individually, where our body is today is different from where our body was, you know, early in life. And so those are the kinds of things I think working with Tony is good for us, is that he can really do that evaluation and see what functionally are the right activities, the way for us to move the body. So what did I say? Nutrition, sleep, physical activity, uh, community really important one you know with COVID we have seen a real change in our um, ability to interact personally with people and and even just the power of touch how that stimulates cascade of things like dopamine and serotonin in the brain those things have changed Mm -hmm. since we've been in this pandemic and so having um being focused on finding these other ways to maintain our community, I think has been important for us to do. So at the clinic, one of the things that we try to do is, is originally was to hold these great events where yes. we were inviting community to come in. And you recently had one that that was a place for people to meet and talk about their health and, and share ideas. Some of that we've had to pull back on, but we're hoping now that um, we're moving into more people getting vaccinated and um, just the time of year, and that we also just have so much more knowledge about COVID and treatment protocols that we can start to offer more things to build the community. 
but community and our relationships with one another have a significant effect on our health. And it, I've been talking about connection so much because I feel like that's the thing that I've had to readjust in my mind and really focus on how I can get that because I realized for me especially I needed connection with people. And I've been looking at culturally because when we met and we talked, I looked culturally being of an Italian Irish mm -hmm. heritage with the Italian being the most significant. <laughs> Every time I walked into my parents' house, they would say, do you want a glass of wine? And what can I get you to eat? Uh -huh. And it's such a part of so many oh, families' yes. cultures. Yes. Let's talk about a little bit about that. Ancestral diets has been something that's been, you know, popular and then not popular. But I do think that it has some validity when we're looking at genetics. You know, when we run the genetic panels at the clinic, we do, um, that's part of what we talk about too. You know, we want to learn from all of our mm -hmm. patients where they're from, what their mm -hmm. ancestry is. And I think that um, it, it plays a, a big role. And when we look at the longevity research from the blue zones, even though each of these five areas have a, a distinctively probably set different set of genes. Some of the the similar things that that come up are those things that we talked about. You know, um, a good diet, yes. movement, community, things that uh, are we're seeing play out no matter what your mm -hmm. background is. But I do think that we shouldn't discount the importance of of that ancestry. For example, some of the literature is, you know, when we have these discussions about should we eat meat or should yes. we be plant eaters or how much fat should we have, I really understand why my patients are confused about nutrition is because there is so much conflicting information. And, and, and I think, too, uh, just the way the news is going these days, that it's not so much based on evidence as as it used to be. And so we get these so sound bites of, oh, don't eat fat or, mm -hmm. or don't eat meat or you must eat, uh, have celery juice every day. <laughs> then then we, it's confusing. So when, the, when you look at the research and see, you know, where the Inuit... Um, Indians would have uh, a high fat diet that probably with their genes was the right type mm -hmm. of food and, and diet for them to have but if we were to look at your um, Italian or Irish genetics maybe not so much mm -hmm. and so I think we can't just ignore that uh, family history part for our what is the ideal food for us and it's part of why we do personalized nutrition at the clinic is because you are going to be different based on your genes based on your family history but also based on these other things how you sleep how you eat you don't spend all day in the kitchen cooking and and that's okay but but what are the foods that are going to be easy and convenient and still nutritious for you so that we can design a food plan around your lifestyle. Because okay, I have to tell you the funniest story. Okay. So, uh, Shauna and I went to HEB and we bought all these great uh, new things and we are going to walk through HEB with you guys because she gave me so many ideas <laughs> to be creative. So I'm home the other night and I'm making 
zucchini pasta instead of regular pasta uh -huh, uh -huh. and I'm adding the rosemary because I found out that yes. would be good to add to my diet but yes. then I put the rosemary sauce that we bought together uh -huh. in there too and it was a little strong it was too, not good <laughs> and Rob comes home and he takes a bite and I go it's awful isn't it he's like yeah I really I think that you should move away from this try to <laughs> so we can try but sometimes it doesn't always work but it was so funny and last night he loves one of his favorite things to pull out the refrigerator one night he feels like he's saving money if we eat leftovers oh, sure. and he's like okay Danae you're going to eat the leftover rosemary <laughs> that's <laughs> yours he wouldn't take it huh? but what I loved is um, you were so understanding everyone knows I am certain about what I like in life so nothing's different here I meet with you and I'm like okay I'm going to have dark chocolate every day and I'm going to have a glass of wine. And you said, okay, we can find a way to work with that. And I thought, what? <laughs> and then I called them cheats. And you said, don't call them cheats. This is about creating something that's sustainable for your life. Right. And let's talk about that because yeah. that's a different viewpoint of yeah. when people think about their diet and nutrition. Yeah. Well, you know, I have to, under you, as a, healthcare provider you really have to understand someone's readiness for change yes you know there there's a continuum mm -hmm. and some people are not even in the pre-content they're in pre-contemplation so they're not even really thinking that they need any diet changes that would be my dad <laughs> but then there are people like you who are motivated and uh -huh. are ready to make some changes but there are some things you're still going to hold fast to. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, red wine and dark chocolate, while they can have some ill health effects if you have too much of it, but a little bit of it is okay. There are some antioxidants in, in dark chocolate. Caffeine has been shown to have some positive effects in small amounts. Uh, there is resveratrol, which is a fantastic antioxidant in red wine. I would not say have red wine to get your resveratrol. Right. But, but it is. But, it, but if you have a benefit. glass. Yes. And right. it's all about balancing the quantity of everything. There's right. so much research about that. I right. think that's one of the Blue Zone ideas, too, is slow. Yes. That's what you I think yes. you told me that. Slow, to slow down. down what you're eating because it takes a while. Mm -hmm. I think there is even something in my DNA that shows that for me it takes longer than the normal person mm -hmm. for me to feel the food. Mm -hmm. It could, yeah, probably could. And I think, you know, we have such a fast-paced life. We are eating our lunch while we're sitting at the computer or taking a phone call and still eating. And, and it's a hard habit to break. I, I even don't do it every day. But when I do slow down, the benefit that I get is really immense because there's, there is a, some great work by um, a healthcare provider. Her name is escaping me, but it, it's called The Nine Hungers. And it helps us kind of walk through all the different ways that we sense hunger. Uh, we eat with our oh. eyes. You know, when we okay. see food, it sends a signal to the brain to start to stimulate stomach acid. Mm -hmm. When we hear food, whether that's, you know, something sizzling in a pan or just the chopping of carrots, you know, wow. it signals digestive enzymes. So when we can really slow down and, you know, take in the beauty of our plate, because hopefully it's filled with a lot of color and yes. vegetables and maybe some fruits even, that 
that that all tells our body and prepares us to receive all that nutrition. And then if you top it with a little bit of gratitude, you know, of, of, of thinking about who were all the hands that actually were a part of getting this meal to me, you know, from the person who planted it, who harvested it, who was involved in the transportation, who maybe prepared it for me. That was a lot of people involved in this food that I'm about to nourish my body with. When we take that time and really can have some mindfulness, then we, we have the benefit of all that nutrition. Our body can absorb it. There is a change, I think, in frequency about yeah, us about and that. I think about our food, too. So, so there's so many benefits to us really slowing down and be mindful about what we eat. Well, I am mindful that um, Adam is here to help us. I did not give him a shout-out before, but he is such a yogi... Um, so centered in what he's doing and I feel like there's so much I was saying this before but I have to say it now like there's just so much grace that goes out there I feel like and light that comes from him and you mentioned frequency the other day and we don't want to get too crazy for everybody out there because we're talking about nutrition but guys it's it's all interconnected mm-hmm. mindfulness choosing joy I just keep going back. Mm -hmm. We've got to choose it. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to Joyce Meyer um, this morning when I was walking Grace Kelly. So I'm getting my nourishment of my soul and I'm getting, um, I'm out in the sunlight, getting my D. D, Thank God we have that. And then I'm getting my exercise. So I've got all these little, my type A, (laughs) check the box, yay me, yay me. But um, she said, we have to choose to get outside of the pain or the thing that's not working for us and not just stay stuck in it. And there is something to just saying, we just lost our electricity two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and everything. And so that first meal we had, we were like, wow, Wow. we get to cook a meal. Wow, we get to take a shower. And if we all just kept a little Mm -hmm. bit of that Mm -hmm. with us, Mm -hmm. I think it changes so much about all of it. Yeah. And if we all do just a little bit, you know, then the whole community is uplifted yes. in this journey of like yes. grabbing onto everyone and yes. pulling us all forward yes. and upward. Absolutely. So you were not always a nutritionist. You have no. a personal story, and I think it's so much icky guy. So yes. I'll repeat for those who don't know it. But icky guy is when you are passionate about something, and you find something that makes the world a better place, and you are able to make it your occupation and be paid for it. Right. You get into a state of flow. Mm-hmm. And that's to me, you can just see, this is not like you check in and you check out. You are Shauna the nutritionist mm-hmm. every day, wherever you walk. Tell I us what you be. did before. Yeah. Well, I had a great career uh, in art. I was a commercial interior designer. Uh, I married a husband. Actually, I mean, I'm, I'm, of course I married a husband. I married an architect. <laughs> and we met uh, in college in an architecture class. And so we both had a love for design and art. And it was a great career. I enjoyed it. I started um, having children, but I was traveling a lot with my mm-hmm. work. 
And so uh, by the time our third was born, I just did not want to be away so much. So I stopped working and I became a full-time mom, which was a beautiful experience. I, it was a real honor to be at home with them and at, as a mom of three boys to feel that I had this privilege to um, share the feminine energy and the example with the masculine, that they really could um, be these future citizens of the world. That was an important thing for me. Mm -hmm. And so I gave it my all. And somewhere along the line of, of that, I developed an autoimmune condition. I had psoriasis. And it was interesting because I think the body speaks to us constantly. Oftentimes we don't listen. And for me, it, I had it in my scalp, and then it started coming in my face. It was all in my ears, and I had patches other places. But it was literally in my face, and I had to address it. And for me, it also brought um, some gut issues. And so I don't mean to be too much information, but I had chronic diarrhea with this. And the stress of, you know, having three young children, my husband worked a lot. He was very successful at his job. Um, and I and I'd have a very high expectation of my life. And it got to a point where I was losing so much weight because I just was not keeping food in. And I wasn't getting any nutrition, you know, just all the vitamins and minerals. And so went to the doctors and they said, yes, why don't you start this medication? And I really didn't want to start something to improve. Uh, suppress my immune system. So I started researching about food and diet. And, you know, this was 15 years ago before, you know, paleo and ketogenic <laughs> diets and all of that was really so big. And uh, I just kind of found some information and I eventually found a practitioner that, that could give me a little more information and at least confer that, yes, your diet may be playing a role in this. Because before that, I, I didn't know that what we ate really had anything to do with how we felt. I mean, I knew if I ate a lot of sugar, uh -huh. I didn't feel so good. But uh, so I started trying different elimination diets. I started feeling a little bit better, and I saw some improvement. Um, I started taking some specific targeted supplementations mm -hmm. to replace my deficiencies. Mm -hmm. I started really dialing in my sleep. You know, with three young children, that's a challenge. Not easy. <laughs> but I, I became aware of it and started working harder at it. I started getting focused more on the movement that I was doing, that it was mm -hmm. more intentional, slower, kind of movement. I got more into Pilates and some yoga. And then when I really dialed in meditation, mm -hmm. it's like my body just came into sync. And I thought, good grief, what in the world ha have I, has happened here? It wasn't me. It was all of these atoms and molecules coming together. And so I went back to school and I started with just an anatomy and physiology class and I was hooked just the awe of the body. I remember being in the class and we would study one body system after another. And we started, I think we started with skin and I thought, oh my gosh, I can't believe the skin does all these things. And then we moved to the skeletal system and then the kidneys and each system. I just thought, oh, this is my favorite. I love this. <laughs> and then, then we'd come to the next one and, and I'd be, no, no, that's not my favorite anymore. This is. And that's why I love functional medicine. 
is it pulls it all together. Mm-hmm. And then it's it empowers you as the patient mm-hmm. because it teaches you to to listen, to really dig in and pay attention to what the body is giving you these messages all the time about how you're eating, how you're sleeping. You know, even just our perceptions and our thoughts and beliefs about people. I mean, you, when you talk about connection, um, it it is a powerful thing that we have the control over. All these things that I'm talking about, I'm not dependent on my physician to tell me, you know, here's one pill for your ill. It It's me being in charge of my sleep and my food and my thoughts and beliefs and my physical activity. I'm the one in charge with that. You know, Anshal talks about um, health is by choice, not by chance. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It's really true. And so after I finished um, and I decided I wanted to get licensed as a dietitian, there was a um, kind of a residency. You have to do an internship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at Bentob Hospital, which was oh, an wow. amazing place, oh, good. full of chronic disease. I saw everything. My first day, I had the pleasure of a gunshot wound. So, I mean, it was amazing the things that I learned there, but I quickly saw that clinical care was not going to be for me. Mm-hmm. And so I went ahead and decided I'm just going to start my own practice, and here I am today sharing nutrition with you. It's incredible. When I came to you, I'd been doing the keto diet a little, Mm -hmm. not completely Mm -hmm. committed to Mm -hmm. it. I never felt like I was really in ketosis, but I felt like it was a good path that I could eat high fat, which really worked with what I was eating because I love cheese and I could eat high protein. But I was probably missing out on a lot of vegetables. Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking at all of it. But I was fasting, and I've read so many great things about fasting. I try to eat from only noon to eight, mm-hmm. and I know there's not a specific time. But there's so much biblically. There's so much mm-hmm. about, um, I think, Eastern medicine with mm-hmm. fat. There's so mm-hmm. many different things. But it's interesting. I get a lot of emails from friends or texts that care about me that are, this is so bad for you. How could you do this? Can we talk a little bit about sure, that? Sure, sure. Um, I do think fasting has some benefits. Uh, A disclaimer, though, patients who are pregnant are not really good fasting candidates. Um, Patients who have very high cortisol or who have, uh, that's one of our stress hormones, who have some kind of uh, dysregulation of that, fasting is, they're not a good candidate for that because um, it, it can put a little stress on the body. That's kind of what is called a hormetic stress, where it's mm-hmm. a little bit of a stress, but not. it's enough for the body mm-hmm. to send out some reserve to, to take care of it, but not kind of tip over into a high inflammatory state. So those, those two groups particularly, and then also like type 1 diabetics, we okay. want to make sure that, that they're not fasting. Or if they are, it's under uh, care of a healthcare provider. Okay. The, the, the population that does well is pretty much, you know, most other people. The research is showing really at least for good health span, kind of going back to that longevity mm-hmm. idea, that you should fa- have a 12-hour fast every day. So when you finish eating at 8 p.m., say, not to eat again until 8 a.m. the next morning. And that does some things in the body like 
It reduces, it lets your um, insulin come down because every time we eat, insulin is the hormone that's sent out from the pancreas to get the glucose energy and take it to the cell so it, that it has energy. Um, it's good for us to let that rest some. You know, in a modern diet, we're eating, you know, six small frequent meals a day. That's really not so good for this constant release of insulin. And especially if you're pre-diabetic or diabetic, we want to reduce that insulin response throughout the day. Fascinating. So fasting can be good. That 12-hour window is, is important. Um, to move past that for more of the metabolic regulation, patients can go anywhere from a 14, 16, 18-hour fast, and then you have that smaller window of feeding. The challenge gets for some people who are kind of stuck in this diet mentality of calories in, calories out, I'm going to run off my cheeseburger. Um, we want to make sure that that reduced eating period is full of good nutrition. Mm -hmm. Because if you're like you, you've, you've taken out breakfast, so that leaves two meals for you to be sure you're getting enough vitamins, minerals, proteins, good healthy fats, as well as fiber. That's the biggest pitfall I see people have with going on a ketogenic diet is that they take out all this fiber because, you know, grains and oats and beans, those are all higher mm -hmm. carbohydrate foods. And so mm -hmm. they're trying to lower carbohydrates. But those are also some of the foods that the microorganisms in our gut really like. Um, and so we have to balance it and mm -hmm. make sure that you're getting uh, fiber from low glycemic fruits like any of the berries, that you are having occasional beans, that you are maybe even taking a fiber supplement if you're not getting mm -hmm. it in the diet because fiber is really important for, for your microorganisms. And they direct so much of our health that I don't think we even quite know that much. I mean, they, the research is showing we have something around 100 trillion microorganisms wow i don't even that's it's it's hard for me it's to get my to head around about how much that, that is. number so for me trying to um cut down on fat and trying or cut down on my weight mm -hmm. and build muscle mm -hmm. we've talked about that four servings of carbs a day is the right number for me and we've been working with my fitness pals mm -hmm. so i could record it mm -hmm. and there is something to the accountability right. of writing it down so tell me what do you think about when you put that in are you do you ever think oh i wonder what she's going to think about this oh or absolutely do? i do i think about it and i think it's it's kind of like when you pay a trainer to work out or you have a friend that you're going to go meet to work out you're accountable mm -hmm. to someone else. Mm -hmm. And I think that that accountability is really important mm -hmm. for um, for my journey, at least. And I it's helped me because sometimes I wasn't seeing things. I thought, okay, well, I can have uh, yogurt now. And yogurt is great to have, but it counts as a carb. And I wasn't seeing that mm -hmm. as, mm -hmm. whereas... If I had a choice between yogurt and berries, I'd choose berries with whipped cream because whipped cream doesn't have carb. So you help me understand if I'm going out to dinner, if I want to have chocolate and if I want to have 
a glass of wine, then I can only have two others. Mm -hmm. It's really just learning about what foods are the right ones for you, and then you can kind of manipulate that throughout the day based on what just what you're saying. If you're going to be out or if you know you're going to a celebration mm-hmm. and, and maybe your choices are going to be a little bit limited, when you can think ahead and plan for what your intake is going to be. It's a little bit easier, but you're becoming more aware of what foods are really nourishing you. You know, Yes, because I'm also one that I never sit down for lunch. I'm eating lunch at my desk, and I have noticed that it it was always important to me from a connection standpoint to have dinner with the family. Mm-hmm. And with Bella's schedules, sometimes mm-hmm. we're not able yeah, to do that. But it's also a powerful time to just sit and connect mm-hmm. and then to create savory foods because oftentimes the lower fat foods or right. the, lo- the uh, although it's colorful with veggies, it doesn't have a lot of taste. Mm-hmm. And I like the taste. And mm-hmm. the other thing I like is crunch. Yeah. I want to be able to eat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, chicharron. Mm-hmm. I mean, who would mm-hmm. think that I'd be eating pork rinds? <laughs> Guys, you can eat pork rinds. <laughs> Is that crazy? As long as you're getting in all those other good things, too. Yes. And that was something I thought was interesting when we went through the grocery store. You mentioned MSG mm-hmm. and how, so it's not always best to pick the lowest fat or the lowest calorie or the non fat. Right. Can you talk about sure. some of those additives? Yeah. So, um, one of the things in, in our American diet has a lot of what we call pro-inflammatory foods. So mm-hmm. the highest ones that we probably consume the most are the omega-6 fatty acids. You've probably heard about omega-3 fatty acids, like mm-hmm. in uh, fatty fish, like salmon mm-hmm. and walnuts. But omega-6, these are both essential fatty acids that we need. We need a little bit of the omega-6s. That mm-hmm. is... It's, it starts that pro-inflammatory response, which we need, like if we cut ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, we have a scrape. We okay. need the body to react a little mm-hmm. bit to start that process, mm-hmm. but we don't want it to be chronic, which is mm. what, if we have high consumption of omega-6 fatty acids, then that does move us into more of an inflamed state. And people who are carrying extra weight or have some of these chronic conditions, they already have an upregulated immune system. So we want to be sure in the diet when we can that we're reducing the omega-6 intake. And those are things like the highly processed vegetable oils, like vegetable oil, canola Mm -hmm. oil, Mm -hmm. safflower oil, Mm -hmm. cottonseed oil, soybean oil. If you read on the package of any of your chips or crackers, Mm -hmm. any of those kinds of Mm packaged things, usually you're gonna see some of those oils. It's Mm -hmm. hard to avoid them in everything, but once you start to have a little bit of idea about where they are and what they do, then you can start to reduce your consumption of it and enjoy more of the other uh, monounsaturated fats like from nuts and seeds, avocado, olive oil, um, avocado oil, cooking with those two types of oils rather than canola oil and, and soybean oil and safflower oil is really a good step. And I love the quote that you have on your website. It says, let food be my medicine and medicine be thy food by Hippocrates. So this goes back a long way. I mean, it's the way I think medicine used to be done when, when, you know, your doctor would really spend some time with you and talk about things and talk about what you're eating and how you're moving your body. 
and and our healthcare system has become a place of acute care mm-hmm. and um, and a ten minute annual visit with your PCP. It's hard for you to really get into all of these factors, your sleep, your stress, your diet, your relationships, you know, your, your do- it's hard for your doctor to do that in, in the system that we have, which is one of the great things I think, you know, with the vision of Sydenham is to be able to have this time with your doctor, your time with your nutritionist, have time with your physical trainer where you really can start to explore these parts of your life that with some relatively simple changes, I mean, would you say the things that we've been working on have been really hard? No, I find them to be about choosing a lifestyle as opposed to choosing to be on a diet. I feel like anytime I say I'm on a diet, it's not there's an end that's coming. Mm-hmm. Whereas these, I feel, mm-hmm. I guess the biggest thing that I've ex- that I've felt is that it's given me grace and it's given me understanding. Um, in part of my spiritual journey, I keep going back to these scriptures that say, God will give you eyes to see and ears to hear. And so I just feel like everything's leading me to these same pathways. I need to create time for sleep. Mm-hmm. I need, and I'm having a teenager running a business, mm-hmm. growing a business, mm-hmm. running a business in COVID, running a business in an electrical power. Yes. Out. Like there's yes. so many. And I used to feel guilty and I still have moments of it because I'm Catholic and that was kind of ingrained <laughs> in us from growing up Catholic guilt. But if I wasn't at work, it was, I feel guilty. And I still have a bit of it, but now I know, okay, I have to work out. I have to be mentally strong. I have to get my sleep so that I am easier to work with with my team at work, that I'm not snapping, that mm. I'm a better wife, that I'm a better mother, that I'm a better um, leader. And so many people say um, that they turn on um, their Instagram every day and they're just happy to see me happy and I want people to know that some days I'm not happy Mm -hmm. but I choose joy that's what Mm -hmm. I said to you Mm -hmm. this morning and sometimes I add a little cuss word in front of it too (laughs) (laughs) shout out to Jackie at the office because she knows that but you just say okay I'm shifting my mindset Mm -hmm. I'm shifting this Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful, and I have this moment, and there's so much to be grateful for, and I'm grateful for this food, and I'm grateful for this opportunity, and um, and I'm going to try to change by paying it forward. Mm-hmm. And by so I um, that's why I wanted you here today was to share this because I feel like it's there's little things that everybody can adopt, and I want people to know that it's not about right and wrong Mm -hmm. it's about choices Mm -hmm. and that's what I think is so hard is we try to listen to the news and we try to read all these things Mm -hmm. and it's so conflicting Mm -hmm. that we have to know that we just have to discern what's right for us Mm -hmm. because if it's too difficult we're not going to do it right or we'll jump in with you know both feet and it'll work for two weeks and then you're burnt out because the changes are too hard 
you know, some people will They're do not that sustainable. too. Right, exactly. You can't run a marathon at your sprinting speed. You right. have to carefully step into it and feel like you're giving yourself rewards. I'm very much have realized my personality is someone that I go hard and mm-hmm. I go hard because I I'm working for something. And oftentimes I've been working for the trip I was going to take, the mm-hmm. next place I was going to go. And with COVID, I realized those trips weren't going to happen. Those moments weren't going to be there. And I so I started dissecting, what about the trips do you love? What about, what about mm-hmm. that makes you feel fulfilled? Mm-hmm. And it was having great food and wine with friends and letting go and leaving behind mm-hmm. my stress mm-hmm. and being in the moment. Yeah. And there is no reason I have to fly to a different place to experience that. Great awareness. That's great. So I've, I encourage everyone to mm-hmm. really think about, to take time and think about what makes you feel fulfilled in your life because I think we spend so much time chasing things that don't really fulfill us. Mm -hmm. Although I do love a new handbag, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So our time is coming to an end. Come to the Vintage Contessa if you want a new handbag. But tune in, uh, join in on our journey of living the authentic life. You have helped me to find out so much more about who I am that I didn't even realize. So thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. It's an honor. I've I've appreciated it so much. And stay tuned. We will be going to HEB in the near future. (laughs) Great. Thanks, guys.